Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast, and this is episode 42. Um, so I am really excited to have back onto the podcast uh, Stephanie Taylor. Now, she has been um, plant-based for quite some time. She's going to be talking about this, but basically about her journey into a plant-based lifestyle and diet and the hurdles or should we say obstacles that that she encountered on this journey so welcome to the podcast Stephanie. Hi thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So Stephanie first things first um, what made you decide to go plant-based? Well I think probably mostly health reasons just because I wanted to have more energy uh, feel fitter yeah yeah probably mostly health things mm-hmm. that was sort of the same as me actually it wasn't um not that I don't love animals but it wasn't because because of animals it I really had no mm-hmm. inclination about sustainability and all of those things mm-hmm. that you start to learn for, for me mm-hmm. it was a, a health perspective as well um yeah how how quick would you say you started to notice some differences when you gave up meat and did you do it in stages or did you literally just excuse the pun go cold turkey (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well actually the first time I did it probably about five years ago um I think I did it completely gave up completely for about a month and and I couldn't sustain it so it, it you know I it took me through you know on my third attempt I actually sustained being plant based but it did take a few attempts but yeah I've always sort of gone in for the the whole thing straight away myself some people might prefer to do it incrementally but I'm a bit of an all or nothing type so but it is it might be harder doing it like that I don't know it depends on your personality but yeah I I think just going in and going cold turkey probably is the best way ultimately well I guess it's because you need to really change your whole uh, pantry Mm -hmm. uh, your fridge of of what you're going to be consuming so it's one of those things that maybe it's easier to to go cold turkey excuse the pun um for me like you I did it um a couple of years ago and I actually went vegan for a month and I did Mm -hmm. it just out of the blue on a Thursday Mm -hmm. and decided I'm not going to eat meat um I've never been a vegetarian or vegan or, and I'm I'm not, I'm plant-based now, but um, because I do feel the word vegan has at the moment too many connotations or almost imposed rules or, or it seems to, to bring up not always a a pleasant response. So I much prefer Mm -hmm. the term plant-based, but I, I'd never been on that journey before. Um, and I was quite surprised at how easy I found the transition. Having said yeah. that, I fell off the wagon because I had a friend's wedding and she'd already done the meals. And, and so I went back and ate meat. And then it took me another year before I yeah. decided to go again. So how long have you actually been plant based now, Stephanie? Nearly four years. Wow, that's so good going. I haven't actually eaten meat for four years. I mean, on the odd occasion, I might have had some birthday cake and things like that. So I'm not, a, you know, there are a few occasions when I maybe have had some dairy or some cream, but hardly ever, because when I do have that, I then I can feel I feel different. So it's it's been four years off the meat anyway. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we, this is the whole reason I think I like the term plant based because, um, yeah. again, I think it brings up a bit of a debate. And by the nature, if you was to, if something is something based, that is to say that it's majority, but it's not mm-hmm. absolute. Um, because mm-hmm. I think we can tie ourselves in knots and it's not about perfection, it's just about trying to be healthy and mm-hmm. well, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And it is known. Um, you know, I think we've we've grown up being told and fed that um, we should have dairy for calcium and X, Y, Z. And but in actual fact, you can get calcium for from so many other plants. Um, and <laughs> yeah, and and actually dairy is is one of the biggest um, sort of food groups that that nutritionists and dietitians would tell you to stop. And if you've got some sort of intolerance or issue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because so many people are dairy intolerant and don't really realise it. They just feel they don't quite feel right and they don't know why. So really, I don't think dairy is for humans, really, because it's it's from, a you know, it's for baby cats. So, I mean, the vegan, I'm not a vegan, I say, but they always say that milk is for baby cows. So obviously it isn't for humans. And. We've just grown in our, I think in our in our Western society, we've grown more of a tolerance to it because we've had it for so many years. But there's whole societies out there that can't have dairy at all because they haven't they haven't got the lactate that you know the lactase to break it down or the enzyme to break it down the lactase. Sorry. So yeah, we do have that, but I don't think it works very well still for everybody. So often, yeah, you can get side effects like skin problems and just basic inflammation in the body, you know, just feeling achy. So I think when you give up dairy, it's one of the big things that you'll notice the change. uh, You'll notice a change in your body, you know, more than meat even is when you give up dairy, especially with exercise and the inflammation and the pain after exercise always is a lot less if you're not eating dairy. So I think yeah it's a big one definitely. so I think um obviously going up to that point about the, the the baby cows I think it's about the the, the growth uh, hormone uh, stimulating yeah. that um but also from a point of view of um like you said inflammation but a lot of people um will find that when they're eating a lot of dairy they may suffer with more um mucus production i know that sounds a bit yeah. grim but but that again yeah. is is you know the body yeah, trying the to dairy. Mm-hmm. deal with that yeah, yeah. Oh, in fact i work in a herbal apothecary and um a lot of people who come in with in um more things like um you know, like when you've got a cough you can't get rid of or a cold or anything on your lungs, anything chesty, the herbalist always says straight away to stop eating dairy to actually clear all the mucus off your chest. And then you'll get rid of anything much, much faster, especially congestion in the chest. If you stop dairy and eggs, because both of those things cause so much mucus. Mm. So that's one of the main things that it's all it all all comes to allergies as well because if you keep getting the congestion that will start driving allergies like hay fever and asthma and lots of other things all come on the back of congestion and inflammation so also um uh 
helps with with people that snore as well because if you think if you've not got all that mucus and that congestion then your airways are going to be a lot clearer with regards to and and ultimately if if you're not snoring because you can't be sleeping as well if if you're snoring quite a lot i would imagine because it's it must wake you up um and and, and your partner (laughs) (laughs) but that would help with your sleep and obviously then if you're getting better sleep then you're going to be healthier as well aren't you in fact that's a good point because I do feel like I sleep a lot better than I used to since going plant-based. Yeah, so so that's I think, yeah, uh, but maybe that is also more to do with the fact that I I I, com- I completely cut out all like all refined sugars. So when right. you start cutting down refined sugar, is another inflammation can give you you know it causes inflammation as well. So combine that with dairy you know when you're eating all of those things you're gonna your body's just gonna be full of inflammation so when you cut all of that out yeah you sleep more soundly you definitely go into a deeper sleep yeah did you find that you because naturally uh sugar is addictive and Mm -hmm. um and also uh dairy because dairy has sugar in it as well Mm -hmm. um and and again it's known to to be uh, addictive um so did you find that you had to wean yourself off these? Um, did you find that you had any uh, symptoms or, you know, like, or did you actually, when you moved over to plant-based eating, you, you, you felt the, 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 the benefits outweighed the negatives of, of, of coming down off the sugar type of thing? I mean, obviously you would have still been eating your fruit, so you're getting naturally occurring sugars, but did you or did you have a slump was there sort of like oh i'm sorry there's there's that little bit of um inertia that you've got to get going or you've got to get through that wall and then it becomes plain sailing for a lot of people that are new to plant-based uh well i find now when i first went plant-based i'd already come from quite a healthy diet anyway i've always eaten a healthy diet even if i was eating eggs and dairy and stuff before i've always i've never really eaten many refined sugars and you know you know so I've always been pretty healthy but definitely um definitely way better when I went plant-based and I I think with uh, I think because I'm a woman at certain times of the month even though I don't eat refined sugars now there, there'll be times when I crave refined sugars so much but I think that's hormonal so sometimes I'll be going crazy thinking I really want some something sweet but then I'll just have something like a date or some dried fruit because at least it's sweet but it's not refined sugar so I think it can be different depending I think hormones drive a lot of sugar cravings in women we like we like to use that as an excuse but it's true because you feel it don't you well the body is is going through uh, a yeah. magnificent process not that we feel like it is every month and yeah you naturally are more hungry uh, for a reason yeah um, and you're, mm-hmm. you it's, it's about being in tune with your body and listening and I, I think I, I for me being plant-based um it's made me more observant of my own body and and yeah. what it's it's calling mm-hmm. out for sometimes mm-hmm. um but i do think what? there's you, a level of getting used to it i do think that for some people is it's it's going to be quite you know a difficult concept to move over they know that why they want to do it but they may struggle with that that switch because I think one of the biggest things for me was, was, well, what do I eat now? What, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, 
what do I put on my plate um, to, to make me still feel satiated and full um, and I don't feel like I'm losing out. So did you find that you missed meat? And dare I say it, like we go plant-based, but sometimes meat can still smell good or, you know, oh, yeah, it can look, you're looking for that yeah. texture or that, you know, uh, bite. Yeah. Well, uh, quite often, even now, if I, you know, sometimes my other half will have a steak or something. And quite often I think, oh, that smells nice. I could, I really fancy eating that. I, but I, I know that I wouldn't eat it because I know it would make me feel ill. So it's not that I want to eat it, but you go, you go back into that frame of mind when you used to eat things like that. So yeah, you do sometimes look at things like that and think, oh yeah, that, that looks really nice, but not in a way where you want to eat it. And again, you know, it's really weird. You just... I think eventually you get so used to not having meat that you you don't want it anymore anyway. If you just can persevere and get past that texture thing, which you will do eventually, you just have to keep going. Like I say, it took me three attempts. And on my third attempt, I felt like something clicked into place. And I don't know why, but I just knew I would never eat meat again. Like it just it totally clicked for me but that was my third attempt so really if you if you fail at your first second third attempt you shouldn't think that you can't do it you just gotta try again because it will click into place and I've had this discussion with lots of other people who are plant-based and they've all said the same thing that it does click into place at some point and you know you're never going to go back so it's about I think it's about perseverance and understanding plant foods and you know where to get your proteins from understanding how to put uh, nutritionally complete meals together and just finding lots of new things that you like you know over time you'll 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 find recipes that you like and you'll start finding staples that you'll make every week and you know in the end you'll find a whole you'll have a whole repertoire of recipes and you won't need to worry about worry about it anymore you know you can just so it's if you so for example it's if you like uh like i particularly love uh well actually i like all food types but mexican and italian would would be up there as two of my favorite yeah. um so it's it's a case of saying well you can still have those but just putting in some different switches so for me yeah. uh for, mm -hmm. for mexican um I remember first thinking of having a chili. I, to be honest, I'd, I'd stopped eating red meat uh, because I found that it didn't really agree with me. So this is where my transition into plant-based was a little bit easier for, for intolerances. So I would usually go for corn. Um, but then I've, I've since found as well that soy is not always the best. Um, it's fine for some people, but it's yeah. eat it in moderation. And yeah, definitely. So I, I then went and, and made a, a chili with sweet potato and, and butternut squash. And I was really surprised that I actually found that I enjoyed that chili more yeah. with obviously all the beans and pulses than yeah. I actually liked the meat chili. I was really surprised. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can definitely. still have the things that you like, but pretty, with a few tweaks. Pretty much anything you like. Yeah, there's you've only got to look on Google now, really. There's so many vegan recipes, you know, anything you like has been transformed into a plant-based version now. You know, you'll just find, you'll find that everywhere over the internet, you know? So yeah, definitely chili. I found the same thing too. Yeah, I prefer <laughs> the beef chilies. Yeah, yeah, big, big chunks Italian, of sweet potato. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and all the Italian things, I mean, 
I don't eat refined. I, I don't eat white pasta at all. So, but now I have all like the chick um, uh, chickpea pasta and lentil buckwheat pasta, pasta as well. Buckwheat pasta. All of those things are high protein in themselves. So you can make a tomato sauce with vegetables in and just put the pasta in and you have the protein in the pasta. So, and you're having less calories because you've only, you've only got, you've got your protein and your carb in one. And then yeah. you're just having a, you know, so you can, if, if you're trying to lose weight, that's a, another good thing because you're not having a separate carb and protein. It's all in one. So if so you choose good you're mentioning protein there and that's going to be the big one that a lot of people say that, it, uh, that it, going into a plant-based diet they will be saying well well how do I get enough protein was that something that you found you struggled with when you first started obviously because you said that you had a couple of attempts before succeeding yes well actually you're right when I first started um I didn't know what I was doing so I think I was probably eating too many carbs you know, because you tend to substitute your meat for maybe more potatoes or pasta or, you know, that because you just you don't know what else to have on your plate. So you can quite easily do that and sort of fill yourself up on carbs, which which means you're going to either put on weight or you're going to start. I started to lose some muscle mass, I felt, even though I was doing a lot of running and stuff at the time. So I think that my first attempt, I just didn't understand plant-based proteins and how important it is to get enough plant-based protein some people on the plant-based diet or in the, you know say that you don't need to worry about protein anymore I hear it all the time in my group you don't need to worry about protein because plants have protein which is true but I think they're missing something there if you're an exerciser especially you do need to actually keep an eye on the protein content of things because there are certain plants that have a, a better amino acid profile than others, like you know hemp and soy, buckwheat. They've all got a much good, a much better amino acid profile. Where yeah. some, a lot of plants are low on a lot of amino acids. Mm -hmm. So I think you need to watch that sort of thing definitely. Yeah, I mean that's where I, for me, obviously being a personal trainer um, and being plant based, um, I'm always focusing on the protein, and I think it's important. I, I my clients aren't, you know, obviously I I, I train clients that aren't plant based, um, but I will always tell them to focus their meals around their protein first. Yeah. But obviously with plant based, mm -hmm. as you said, the protein is is combined sometimes with your carbohydrates. So for example, yeah. your beans legumes and mm -hmm. pulses they're going to be mm -hmm. a, a combination of all of those but it's it's making sure that you figure out what your protein source or what the protein is going to be on that plate first and foremost then putting in those carbohydrates and then with the fats um, and fat shouldn't be demonized it's good but again i think people can think uh, incorrectly oh i'm plant-based um and, and i'm eating healthily and they will just overconsume on on you know obviously healthy fats like the avocados and the nuts and the seeds yeah. and then wonder why that they've put on weight because it is mm -hmm. really you know um fats are highly calorific yeah. um in that content and you still have to be mindful of of that yeah, combination definitely. and and quantities of each of those macro mm -hmm. groups so mm -hmm. 
what would you find was your best uh, fats that you combined? And, and also it's about combining those all together, like you just said, so mm-hmm. that you're not just carb heavy on, on a meal. So what would you, what would be like a typical meal that you feel that you, you'd have hit your protein uh, and then a good amount of carbs and, and the healthy fats? Well, I often make, I know we've just been talking about this. I often make like a pinto bean chili and I usually have that as not instead of having rice, which I, I, you know, you're better off having something like quinoa because quinoa has a, a full amino acid profile. So you have the quinoa with the beans. So you've got two sources of protein and you've got the full amino acid profile in the quinoa. So that's like a good combination to always have. I think you've got like the good ones are like hemp, quinoa, soy, well, tofu or tempeh, um, buckwheat as well yeah yeah uh millet's quite oh no amaranth sorry amaranth is quite good so if you can try and have one of those five at least every day in something then and then you can have other proteins like your lentils and your beans things like that around that too if you can combine them together that makes an even higher protein meal and less carbs too because quinoa is less is lower in carbohydrates and you've still got some healthy fats in there so really you've got quinoa is a superfood it's got everything in it for a meal really just just quinoa alone so I try to add a lot of quinoa to my diet and you can you can use it for baking like you can get quinoa flour you can use the flakes same with buckwheat you can use all of these flours in your homemade uh, you know you can make homemade muffins and cookies and healthy things like that always make them high protein like yep. use them yep. sort of flowers and make them so you can have them as a, as like a breakfast or a proper meal. So I'll often make a batch of like, I call them cookies. <laughs> My boyfriend mm. doesn't call them cookies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not his type of cookies. Yeah, I often make things that I can have for breakfast or take out with me. And yeah, and they're, and they're high in protein. So I, I make, yeah, yeah, just... I'm exactly the same. So there's something, there's two, uh, I would say, massive staples that are not only everyday um, food types that I eat, but but maybe nearly with every meal. And that's quinoa and sweet potato. Ah, yeah. You Uh, know, I like sweet potato, but I go in and I go on and off it because sometimes, yeah, and then I, yeah, I go on and off the sweet potato, but yeah, it's nice. Well, yeah. you can actually do sweet potato pancakes, which is, is really good. Yeah, um, and obviously like with buckwheat flour yeah. Um, yeah. And, and buckwheat's another favorite of mine because it's not actually a seed. It, uh, you know, it's not um, a grain. It's a seed uh, from the rhubarb family. So I will actually yeah. cook that. And instead of uh, oats is another staple for me, but I would have yeah. buckwheat instead. So obviously because I exercise a lot and a personal trainer, protein is really important yeah. uh, in, in my mindset. Uh, of for food but it should be for everyone from a reason of uh, satiety um, but also because it takes more energy for your body to break down that protein so you're actually burning more calories yeah, than you are exactly yeah carbohydrates yeah. if it's not used up will actually yeah. get stored as fat so it's mm-hmm. quite important to, to have that balance of proteins but mm-hmm. also from a point of view from uh, training and you mentioned something there about muscle mass and it, it may not be that you've mm. lost it, but um, if you were having the carbohydrates, your body could have been holding more water because of the glycogen yeah. and you yeah. wouldn't have been seeing that. But it's really important yeah. to 
um, train as well. Um, not just, you know, from a fitness point of view, but to train our muscles to, for, for our joints and um, not just cardio. So a lot of people can be cardio bunnies, but whilst mm-hmm. that's important for all the, the systems of the, um, you know, see the, uh, mm-hmm. the, the lungs and the heart, um, resistance training not only burns Mm-hmm. significantly more calories when you've stopped mm-hmm. um but it's also gonna um help retain that muscle mass which unfortunately we lose um incrementally over the years I after know. the age of 30 so it's it's oh. a big <laughs> you know so, so every year that's going by it's lose important it. yeah use it or lose uh-huh. it to, to strength train yeah. um and and eat sufficient protein to combine with that yeah. so what would you say um was your uh for me the biggest one to get my head around was um making things without eggs and and substituting how how have you Mm. found that and what's your go-to right now i've recently discovered the chickpea flour omelette and and it tastes just like an omelette so you can yeah i know so you can you can buy bags of chickpea flour i think it's called gram flour you get it in the uh, often in the asian sections of supermarkets and you mix that with water and then you fry it with some vegetables in or whatever you want in your omelette and it comes out like an omelette texture and it's super high protein like eggs because it is literally just ground down chickpeas so that's that's one substitute I've recently found really really works. Oh, I'll have to try that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's brilliant. And if you're talking about like baking, you can yeah. substitute with like flax eggs and chia eggs. So you can just use those sort of seeds with a bit of water, and they bind. And I know if you live in the US, you can buy you can buy a powdered a powdered thing called just egg i think and that's meant to taste just like egg and i know i've never seen it here in the uk but i see a lot of people posting just egg products on the group and it looks like they've got scrambled egg on their plate so that looks like something that i really want to find here but i oh so we may not have it here because i've done a silken tofu as the scramble um so that was new for me to to using the spices turmeric and cumin and um and and silken tofu you know actually um i've actually had it in smoothies as well it's it's i I wasn't expecting to like it but it's it's quite palatable it's quite creamy isn't it yeah well actually tofu i use too quite a bit too because you can make like a um another great thing that i've discovered recently is a a rice an egg fried rice but with tofu so you just mash you mash your tofu up with like a potato masher Right, and then you you fry that over with your rice and peas and sweet corn and fried onion and whatever other vegetables you want, and that tastes just the same as egg fried rice as well. Oh, that so sounds that's, nice. Yeah, I know. that's a complete pro. You know, so you're going to get it's all complete, your amino yeah, acid your, profile there. You've got your rice. Yeah, I, I mean, I would only ever use brown rice anyway. So you've got your rice and you've got your tofu, and you've got your vegetables. So that's Excellent. actually a recipe I make probably every couple of weeks as well so you've got your chickpea omelette you've got the yeah you've got the the uh, tofu fried rice I often make also fry if you fry dry fry block chunks of tofu with like ginger and tamari I often add them to stir fries 
So a vegetable stir fry with buckwheat noodles and then the tofu on top, that's a super high protein meal. So that's another uh, staple in our house. Um, yeah. So I think, different. I mean, you know, the, the, it's not gonna change. Um, it's, it's only gonna get easier, I think, for people. Um, so I don't know if you, if you watch the, that David Attenborough, uh, the program on Netflix about the planet. Not yet, I need to watch it's, that. Oh, well, it's, it, it's his oh. mission statement and he says to recommend people to watch it. And it's, it's desperately heartbreaking in some ways, oh. um, but also um, enlightening that there is still things that we can do um yes. but it certainly will open people's mindsets uh that are meat, eat, meat eaters to even yep. perhaps have uh, some more meat-free days and the reasons yeah. why um yeah. and who can't love uh, david attenborough i mean he's a legend exactly. but um, yeah yeah but he he you know it's it's a journey that's going to get easier because uh, you know um, it's important for our health and wellness to reduce the amount of meat that we're actually eating, but also from mm -hmm. the, the planet, um, mm -hmm. if we can all make a difference. Um, so I think there's going to be more products out there, but unfortunately there is, you know, a mass marketing campaign there by companies to, to throw out loads of rubbish, you know, yeah. that's not meat, uh, that's highly processed, full of, yeah. you know, bad stuff. Yeah. What would you suggest for someone? Um, so whole food, plant-based, what does that mean? And why should they be trying to go that way as opposed to say cut out meat, but eating the other stuff? Okay. Yeah. So you've got two, you've got two camps here. You've got the vegan junk food camp, which is all of that stuff you just mentioned. So a lot of people will go vegan for the planet or for the animals, but they'll, they'll, they'll they won't be healthy with it. They'll just eat a load of junk food and sugar and refined carbohydrates and then you've got plant-based which is more about health so then you've got whole food plant-based which is which is everything in its whole form so no oils because it's been extracted from the plant like no refined sugars basically keep everything whole which means you shouldn't be able to overeat on it it's only when you okay. start using lots of oils in your food that you can easily overeat sorry that's my dog you can easily overeat 500 calories just in oil so yeah. when you keep things whole you you cut you slash the calories straight away and then obviously also portion control the fats you do eat um yeah that's that's a difference so i think that the vegan junk foods do have their place when you're starting out even if you're starting out on a plant-based journey and i still have sometimes i buy like the the sausages and the burgers just because it's easy so I do have sometimes those things in my freezer for occasions when I haven't got time to cook from scratch but as long as you do 90% of the time whole foods I think you can have a 10% for you know a few cheats here and there because yeah. sometimes you do fancy a burger yeah you know, and you can't have a meat burger and sometimes a lentil burger won't cut it you might want one of the soy burgers that are already made or the pea protein ones because you get a much better texture with them but they're not yeah. whole food plant-based no but sometimes you just I think you've got a you've just got a everything in moderation but try to steer towards at least 90 percent whole foods plant-based yeah and you can even cut that to, to 95 if, if, yeah, that's it, yeah, if you yeah, wanted definitely. to but it's not about perfection is it it's just no. about 
is about that consistency and that mm-hmm. commitment. Um, and the, and obviously, again, going back to that very first point of knowing your reason why. So yours and mine both were the same for, from a health reason that we did this. And then you actually find that there's so many other benefits to, to why then you wouldn't go back. Um, give your reason why you wouldn't turn back now. Well, hmm. Probably definitely for the planet more now as well, because and for, you know, when you've been plant based for quite a few years, you do start to feel so much more compassion for the planet and for animals. Something changes in your spirit when you're when you clean your body out of all this stuff. And a lot of other people say this as well, that it does change you and you do start feeling the compassion for other living things and for the planet. You know, so that's a big reason why I wouldn't go back as well. And and I know that I feel better than I've ever felt being plant based. I know that I can exercise more. You know, my skin's better. Everything's better. So there's just no way I'd ever go back now. Definitely. It just... Well, not least your poor gut wouldn't be able to cope with it because the gut microbiota, um, it shifts over time. Yeah. Yeah. And and one of those things that you said is like, you know, ease yourself into a plant-based diet if you are new. So if you're not used to eating beans, I wouldn't advise or advocate going from meeting, eating meat to, to then suddenly eating a tin of beans because you're going to have discomfort, yeah. flatulence and, and, you know, and, and several trips to the toilet. But, but also mm-hmm. your gut's a bit like your muscles with when you've exercised that first time and you haven't exercised and the next day you've got DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. It's like what's actually happened. Well, it's sort of the same with the gut. You need to over time acclimatize that gut microbiota to get used to feeding off these different plants. And it's having enough variety and locally sourced foods um, over time and incrementally increasing those. So my, my point there would be, yeah, slowly increase. If you say, well, I can't eat beans. No, you can, unless you've actually got a known yeah. allergy, but but just go slow and, and go, increase it slowly. Yeah. It does take time. It does take a few months sometimes for your, gut, for your gut to fully adjust. I do think that. But a good thing to do is to always have like some kind of raw vegetable or something raw with your meals because the the raw foods have the enzymes in that help you break down other foods so I often try to I always try to have I try and go I try to eat highly raw now anyway as much as I can because when you start eating more raw foods you do it it really boosts your energy to another level so that's another level of plant-based when you when you really start getting into it you'll start eating lots more raw foods and okay. you'll notice uh, if you have a raw food breakfast, you'll notice your energy is 100% higher than if you have a cooked breakfast. I you would know? imagine, so I to... sorry, I would imagine as well from a point of view that with the fact that we're living through COVID and, and they say yeah. you can't boost immunity, but if you are eating a lot more plants, a variety in their raw form, you mm-hmm. are getting all of the, the, the phytonutrients yeah. and the, the minerals. I mean, you can and boost the, immunity. Yeah, yeah what's, what's that? course you can boost immunity yeah by what you eat yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah I think if you're eating a healthy diet you're going to protect yourself way more than if you if you're eating unhealthy and if you've got a lot of inflammation in your body again I mean yeah if you've got less inflammation you're less likely to get get sick I don't in fact I don't remember being sick since I've been on a plant-based diet 
as far as I can remember, I don't think I've ever really been sick. I think that's but what I a lot do of people take have certain, said. Yeah, I do take supplements too. I don't want to go down the supplements road too much yet, but I do take, and at the moment I take supplements for immunity as well, just for extra protection, but I don't know whether I need that. But yeah, I, you know, there's definitely things you can do for immunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously you, you touched on the supplements and um, we're not going to go mm-hmm. down that that rabbit hole too much. But I think yeah. um, obviously a big one that comes up is about B12. And and I mm-hmm. think there's, the, you know, there's a lot of uh, meat eaters that are actually B12 deficient as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, B12 is fortified in certain cereals. You can mm-hmm. buy it in a spray. But I think um, it's not a bad idea to supplement on some of the basics anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you're a meat eater, you know it's it's good to have like a fish oil uh, to get your omega-3 and 6 but you've got the the, the plant-based or vegan versions mm-hmm. um and vitamin d especially between mm-hmm. april and uh, october and april um yep. and a vitamin c you know vitamin c because mm-hmm. you know again if you're plant-based you're going to be getting a lot more vitamin c but a lot of meat eaters you know would maybe mm-hmm. need to supplement on vitamin C. So just oh, one yeah. point there on the, the the switch between the omega-3 and 6 for a plant-based or vegan, what, what, what do they need to be looking for? Well, the thing is, if, if, you, if you turn to a plant-based diet you're, and you're not eating fish or anything anymore, then you won't be getting the DHA, which is in fish specifically. You can get omega-3s from lots of plants, but it, you're your brain there's not so there's not it's more ala rather than the dha and there's a little bit of dha which your brain can't convert from the plant so i think if you're prone to depression anxiety and mood problems you do need to supplement with dha because vegans are notoriously low in dha that's a scientific fact they've tested it so definitely we need dha and you can get vegan dha supplements or you can i mean Personally, I, I still take a fish oil supplement because it's just the cheapest and easiest way to get it because I need a, quite a lot of DHA because I suffer depression. So I still, that's why I, I, won't, I can't say I'm a vegan because I do take uh, the right. omega-3 fish oil, but I need that. That's, that to me, that's like a medicine to me, but you don't necessarily need to do that. You could just buy the vegan DHA. But yeah, it doesn't come in a high enough dose for what I personally need. Right. So that's up to you whether you, yeah, whether you feel you need that or not. And I think in this (laughs) going through Mm -hmm. uh, what we are in 2020, I think mental Mm -hmm. health again is a big one. So I think it's again really important that whether you're on a plant based diet or or meat um, to supplement Mm -hmm. to ensure for, for, you know, you are what you eat, they say, but actually Mm -hmm. it goes deeper than that. It's actually what your body absorbs. So uh, you'll know if you're feeling, you know, that you're ticking over correctly Mm -hmm. or or you're not as the case may be so just want to wrap this up uh stephanie Mm -hmm. so you know ultimately if you know that like to say what you know now if you knew that back then what what is it that you felt that was missing that you needed um that would help you um achieve better success and and maybe not have failed a couple of times what what three things that would you say that you now know are incremental to, to having success? I think you need to understand plant-based nutrition and protein and 
make sure you get enough protein. So you you know you you want to have a you, you want to have a good diet plan. You know something already figured out for you. And um, think, yeah, maybe a more structured exercise. You know you need to make sure you you, you know you need to make sure you're doing uh, resistance training as well as opposed to just cardio so you want a, a good structured exercise plan for three times a week at least yeah um what else would I say um I think those are the two main things really making sure you get enough protein and making sure you're doing structured exercise because when I first started out I wasn't quite I didn't quite have that bit right which is why I was probably feeling more flabbier yeah i I think the other thing is uh, and and the third thing is is uh don't give up like just if you know the reason why definitely um Mm -hmm. from from my point of view because i think you'll have hard days and you'll think oh god this is too much like hard work or the effort yeah Um, don't give up but but know that you're fueling your body correctly um and you know longevity it's not just Mm -hmm. about being alive it's being healthy and well and you know it's not about perfection it's it's like you said there's you know because I think there can be a lot of stigma um and and whilst there's a lot of support out there um there are a lot of people that that tend to go on that certain brigade that that can seem almost offensive and and quite intimidating when you are new to to a journey of plant-based so um Mm one thing that I know you've done absolutely amazingly well is creating a free Facebook group uh, for mm-hmm. um, an introduction for people into plant-based eating mm-hmm. that have busy lives. And mm-hmm. the ethos and the energy that you have in there is, is one of, and, and obviously that it's in the success of the numbers that it's growing is because you uh, foster a positive mindset and attitude and yeah. support in that group yeah yeah and I think the most important thing about the group is it's very non-judgmental because you want people to be able to come in and talk about their problems and and talking about the problems they're having going plant-based without being judged you know if they have a day where they fall off the wagon you don't want them to be judged for that you know you need to you need to create a safe environment for people to be able to you know help each other through the tough days and not be criticized which is something we don't allow on the group at all so i we don't have anything ever descending into chaos like i've seen in other groups you know we we shut down that sort of thing very fast because i want people to know it's a safe place for them to be able to say what they want to say and not be judged well, I, I just want to main... say to you, uh, just well done for for putting in all that time and energy because it's it's a huge commitment to do. Yeah, uh, people are getting massive value from that, um, mm-hmm. and obviously the community is just growing and growing and growing, and obviously has spilt over into the sister group of uh, the uh, fitness as well. So yeah. you've got a second group there that we're both running, which is uh, the the fitness and the nutrition. And obviously, it's about helping people achieve their goals, isn't it? Ultimately, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I want because I know people will feel better for it. Yeah. So I kind of had that passion to put put you know to help people because I want them to feel good because the more better feeling people we have in the world, the more we can change the world. Yeah. You know? 
exactly what what a better way to than, than to oh, end yeah, the, the podcast so I mean you yeah. just yeah I mean it's it's lovely to hear that that passion and that authenticity and uh, like to pe- people to think the same it's the same reason why I came into personal training and I think that's why we have that synergy yeah. of of mm-hmm. creating that sister group together because mm-hmm. we want to empower people to achieve mm-hmm. success and we also know that it's not easy um, and it's sometimes leading by example uh, mm-hmm. understanding the problems and offering support advice and solutions so um, I just want to say thank you very much for coming on to the podcast um, and I hope this has been of value to people that are very new to plant-based mm-hmm. um, obviously go out and check out uh, Stephanie's uh, plant-based group there's also the sister group in there I'll leave all the links in the group below but also mm-hmm. the most exciting part is that uh, we've created a program to help people that are struggling with that transition that do want that extra support that aren't Mm -hmm. quite sure what they want to do so by all means for them to go into the sister group and obviously they'll see those links in the in the top for them to Mm -hmm. to find out more yes okay yeah yeah so thank you very much for for coming on to this podcast and um obviously um great as an advocate of leading people into that healthy way of life and and hopefully we will see a few more of you in the group so over and out (laughs) 